0: Good evening, and thanks very much for joining us. We begin with breaking news and the loss, for a period of time anyway, of some pretty serious hardware belonging to the RCMP.
1: A multi-launcher gun and ammunition. But there is some good news. Just moments ago, we learned it has been returned. Our Catherine Urquhart joins us live near the Golden Ears Bridge tonight, where it's believed those items and more fell out of an officer's truck. Catherine, bring us up to speed on what's happened.
2: Well, Sophie, we all know that sinking feeling when we've misplaced something. But we probably haven't lost a multi-launcher gun or the ammunition that goes with it. But that's exactly what happened yesterday. A member of the Integrated Emergency Response Team lost those items and electronic equipment after it's believed they fell from the back of his insecure truck canopy. Now, fortunately, just minutes ago, a member of the public found those items. And that's a very good thing. They could have done a lot of damage or seriously hurt someone. So this particular item here uh, is meant to
3: uh, penetrate through glass or drywall and uh, could definitely cause significant uh, injury.
1: Yeah, I can imagine, Catherine, obviously mistakes happen, but this is concerning, obviously. Mm hmm.
2: Yes, yeah, Sophie, an investigation is underway, and it's unclear if protocol was followed. But again, a very serious situation, and police are undoubtedly very relieved that these items have been returned so quickly. Back to you.
1: Catherine McCart reporting tonight. Catherine, thank you.
0: Drivers in this province should brace for an insurance increase. ICBC is considering raising premiums, and if you're a bad driver, you'll probably be hit the hardest. Jill Bennett is in Vancouver now with the details of a new report. And Jill... It shows the corporation is really struggling financially.
4: Chris, this report put out by Ernst & Young was commissioned by the previous Liberal government to look at ICBC. What it finds is the corporation is paying out millions more than it takes in. And if there aren't significant changes made, things are going to get a lot worse. It's crashes like this involving expensive cars that are part of the reason ICBC is paying out way more in claims compared to a few years ago.
5: So this is a crisis that has been building for some years.
4: BC's new attorney general uh, and minister responsible for ICBC drivers. is responding to an Ernst & Young report commissioned by the previous Liberals. It finds without significant action, the average driver in BC will need to pay about $2,000 a year for insurance by 2019, a 30% increase.
5: Uh, We will be taking the next steps necessary to get ICBC into a sustainable place so that rates remain and become affordable for
6: British Columbians.
4: Evie says there are no plans to bring back photo radar, which was scrapped in 2001, or to move to a no-fault insurance model. The report also suggests doubling the number of intersection cameras and having them 100% activated. My tires lost traction on the road, so I spun out and I fishtailed across all three lanes. Hearing that rates could be going up is concerning for Camara LeBlanc. The damage doesn't look too bad, but her Honda Civic was a write-off when she crashed this past winter. The rates were absolutely extortionate. I had to make a decision, you know, between rent or having a vehicle. LeBlanc stopped driving when her insurance premiums jumped to more than $400 per month. She fears more increases could put others in the same situation. EB says one possible solution is targeting bad drivers.
7: Making them pay more because they are costing the system more it just makes sense to us. Today, our attorney general has completely failed to address the issue and has ignored the facts that lie behind ICBC's situation.
4: What can't be ignored is the report finding a huge gap between money raised from premiums and claims paid out, a gap that could reach $1.1 billion a year by 2019. Now, it's unclear exactly what David E.B. means by targeting bad drivers, since bad drivers already pay more when it comes to ICBC insurance in the province. Uh, He did say more information will be released. As for that 30% number in the report... That would be the increase for the average driver in the province. Evie says that will not be happening on his watch. Chris?
0: A relief to a lot of people, I'm sure. Thanks very much, Jill.
1: Now, growing concern tonight over a recent string of shootings in Surrey. There have been three in just four days. And while police maintain violent crime is down in the city, that's not good enough for residents who say they want answers, not statistics. Safety and security... Bang, bang,
3: bang. ...decimated in another Surrey neighborhood.
6: I had no idea they shut the streets down.
3: Inderjeet's 10-year-old son, a witness. The little boy, one of several terrified residents, who heard the shots between at least two vehicles, Sunday night around 9 p.m. I'm scared too. That's what happened here, right? Because never here like that happen. Three shootings in Surrey in just four days.
6: There hasn't been any arrests, no suspects have been identified, and no victims have been identified.
3: But an innocent woman was grazed by a bullet in Surrey two weeks ago. The RCMP aware of the community's frustration, but they say they're making progress.
6: We are down 49% year-to-date shootings compared to last year. That's significant
3: Those statistics don't mean anything to the people on the street that we're speaking to. They just want to see that these people are put behind bars.
6: Well, the amount of evidence uh, that we're left behind at these scenes uh, and in general is not a lot.
3: The new NDP MLA for Surrey Guilford, a former Mountie himself, meeting with the mayor.
5: We're absolutely open to a full and frank discussion with her uh, and with the policing uh, officials so that we have a better understanding of what is exactly needed.
3: What's needed? Arrests, say residents.
8: That's, that's very bad, very, very bad. It's dangerous for sure.
3: As the neighborhood attempts to return to normal, police are investigating whether the latest three shootings are connected. Ramina Dea, Global News.
0: Charges have now been laid in a double homicide in Chilliwack. Three people were stabbed earlier this month during an altercation in a parking lot at Young Road and Princess Avenue. 46-year-old Douglas Presso and 51-year-old Stephen Drage died of their injuries. Well, this afternoon, the Integrated Homicide Investigation Team announced 34-year-old Kirkland Russell and 29-year-old Victoria Purcell, both of Chilliwack, are facing second-degree murder charges in connection with the death of Presso. The investigation continues, and anyone with information is asked to call the I-HIT tip line.
1: A frustrating weekend for North Shore Search and Rescue. The team dealing with five call-outs over the last 48 hours. Jeff Hastings explains how signage and language barriers are playing a role in these rescues, and what more can be done.
7: The gross grind is no joke, but not everyone knows that. Uh-huh. Are you really going to try this wearing those shoes? Yeah. Do you know what that is? This is my first time. <laughs> he obviously didn't read the sign.
9: Oh, this is more rock, huh?
7: Was it Was it harder than you thought? Yes. You're not supposed to walk back down, but if there's no choice... Uh, was it harder than you thought?
3: It was a lot harder. Yeah? Yeah, very hard. It's mission impossible.
7: Medical emergencies and unprepared hikers in the backcountry have taken North Shore Rescue volunteers away from their families six times since Friday morning. The last one, a false alarm.
8: It is frustrating. I mean, we were out for four hours last night till about two in the morning looking for two people that actually weren't even on the trail. They would made it out on their own and um, just didn't bother to call and let anybody know.
7: Preventable distress, saving the naive and ill-prepared, is taking its toll.
1: She had all of her hair done, all her makeup done. She was in these platform heels. And apparently she did it, but I, I don't know, I still don't believe it. It was even soft item. So what does this
7: mean? What do you know about this trail? Uh, nothing. <laughs> While locals are certainly not immune to trouble on the trails, visitors often have no idea what they're getting into. Overconfidence isn't always the issue.
8: It's a big thing that, that we've recognized, and we're also trying to work on prevention and education in different languages.
7: It's rarely this easy getting off the mountain, but it doesn't have to be difficult and dangerous.
8: All we can do is do our best and really try to engage the public to also help out. If you see someone that's completely unprepared, let them know.
7: Okay, have fun. Thank okay. you. Jeff Hastings, Global News.
0: Some heart stopping moments in West Vancouver this afternoon when a brush fire broke out just meters from a multi million dollar mansion. Thankfully, fire crews were able to get on top of it quickly and put it out before any damage was done. They're not sure what started it, but it serves as a warning once again about how dry it is out there. And in the BC interior tonight, we're getting a look at the aftermath of the wildfires that ripped through the 108 mile area. The fire department there, all volunteer working around the clock to protect the community. And our global news crew had a chance to ride along with the fire chief. Need Garcha is there. You got a good look at what it took to save the town.
2: That's right, Chris. Hot, dry weather like this, difficult for anyone to work in, but especially when you're dealing with flames and dressed in all that thick gear. Now, today we saw 108-mile firefighters helping each other through barbed wire fencing in order to get to and douse hot spots. They're also building guards around that wildfire to ensure communities remain protected. That's the Gustafson Wildfire, measuring at nearly 6,000 hectares. But good news, Chris, on that front, that blaze now 100% contained, thanks in large part to those volunteer fire fighters Two dozen men and women with paid jobs none of which include firefighting.
9: Yeah.
2: Right up here so. This they do on their own time.
5: Only Right now they're helping uh, forestry crews uh, put out hot spots around homes that residents will be coming back to.
2: A drive-through with the 108 Mile Ranch volunteer fire chief showing us some of the 11,000 hectares his members protect.
7: It ripped through here really fast and in high heat.
2: Within that boundary, close to 1,400 homes.
5: We see them on a day-to-day basis or, or, you know, once a week or something, you'll see them, you know, but uh, definitely know, know the people that live in the community.
2: Working long, hard days helping to battle a beast, the Gustafson wildfire, that drove thousands out of their communities. A hot spot like this one may look fairly innocent, but all it takes is a gust of wind. And as
5: you can see, there's totally like, a potential of trees catching on fire if we get lightning because they didn't all burn.
2: Most homes were saved, but about a dozen within the overall boundary, gone. Others within steps of the inferno. Those owners gushing with gratitude.
10: I just came by to say thank you. These guys saved my house. And I just got back uh, about a half an hour ago, and it's black, uh, burnt all around
7: my house. I'm right there. I'm very lucky.
2: Rita, Sue, Dave, and John, some of the names behind the badges.
7: We're here for the community. Um, we volunteer our time and our hours um, to protect the community.
2: A community members of this department are very much a part of.
7: Obviously
0: a lot of gratitude up there, and rightfully so. Need to, you're now in Cache Creek, uh, where we understand a meeting for evacuees is scheduled tonight. What can they expect there?
2: That's right, Chris. This meeting is specifically for evacuees from the small community of Loon Lake where multiple structures have been lost. Now, last week, the Thompson Nicola Regional District announced it would be sending in a crew to survey the damage in that community and tonight, a chance for residents and property owners to finally ask questions face-to-face to officials for example, the RCMP, Wildfire Management and Hydro. Now, officials tell us that the nearly 60,000 hectare blaze threatening that community has shown increased fire activity today because of of the hot dry weather. Take a look at these plumes of smoke billowing over the mountainsides. That footage shot less than half an hour ago just outside of Clinton as we made our way Chris from 100 Mile House to here in Cache Creek. Now nearly 400 properties were put on evacuation order about a week and a half ago and since then Chris some residents have expressed some frustration over the fact that they're not getting much information about the extent of damage in their community so I'm sure you can imagine tonight some welcome news that they'll finally get to do that. Chris yeah, Back to you.
0: let's hope the news is good. Thanks very much for that. Need to those uh, plumes of smoke, obviously troubling.
1: Now in Lake Country tonight, owners of one of the homes lost in a wildfire that was human caused are picking up the pieces. A couple, one of eight in this neighborhood whose home was consumed by flames nine days ago when fire raced up a grassy hillside. And it not only wiped out their home, but also their business, a long running bed and breakfast we had a lot of good
5: memories here and we became friends with all of our guests and that really that memories will stay
1: with us forever
9: if it was actually i hope it's uh no i just hope they feel guilty or if it's purpose I hope yeah. they get jail time over it
1: Meantime, thousands of residents in the Williams Lake area are eagerly hoping they'll get the all clear to go home. And as they wait, a small army of people in town are making sure everything is ready for their arrival. And in the midst of all of those challenges, John Hua explains how random acts of kindness are lifting spirits.
0: This will be the first time I got in this trip.
8: Stan McCarthy knows his way around a fire truck. But this was a first for the 150-mile volunteer fire chief.
11: He just said, Stanley, I'd like to buy you a truck. I was
0: floored, you know. I was actually speechless. I didn't really know what to say.
8: This just one of two Abbotsford fire trucks purchased by the owners of Pioneer Log Homes. A big red symbol, a way to say thank you.
7: They need the tools to do their job. So why restrict them?
8: A huge boost for the volunteer members battling back the wildfires from countless properties, including this pioneer log home site.
0: To help with patrols and firefighting and stuff like that, it's going to be huge.
8: We'll by the, the one thing spreading faster than the fires, the goodwill of a community. We
5: know that people will come up will come out when you really need them, and we see in spades in this particular event.
8: In this kitchen, every meal prepared with love and care. Providing not just food, but comfort for those coming off the fire line.
12: For me, it's been a life-changing experience, and I think for everyone here.
8: The Big Lake Fire Hall becoming a hub for hundreds. A sense of home and family after a hard day's work.
10: It was amazing. It was times when you know, the tables were, were emptying of food, and we knew there was a crew coming in for lunch, and suddenly a vehicle would pull up, and here's a casserole.
8: When what seems like a never-ending battle against the wildfires could easily dampen their spirits, there are always stories of selflessness and strength that shine through. John Hua, Global News.
0: A B.C. man with as many as 24 wives and 145 children learns his fate. The polygamy case against Winston Blackmore just wrapped up after decades of trying to bust him for breaking Canadian marriage laws. Now, after a lengthy trial, he and another man with multiple wives are declared guilty of practicing polygamy. What Blackmore says about that verdict in just over a minute. Well, he's in Donald Trump's family circle and now facing tough questions. What Jared Kushner, son-in-law, says about that infamous meeting with a Russian lawyer.
1: And a trip to the grocery store goes sideways in Scarborough. What sparked this road rage incident at a no-frills parking lot later?
0: Now, former religious leaders Winston Blackmore and James Oler found guilty today in B.C.'s decades-long polygamy case.
1: Both men accused of having multiple wives in the isolated commune of Bountiful near Creston. Aaron MacArthur has reaction to the verdict, which comes after years of legal battles over Canada's vague polygamy laws.
11: Winston Winston Blackmore has been fighting the government for almost three decades. Today, charged with polygamy, the former leader of a breakaway sect of the Mormon church was found guilty.
10: I've never denied my faith. My instructions to Mr. Sufferdine were to defend me on the grounds that this is my faith. That's what he did. He did a good job.
11: Blackmore, at one time, was married to 24 different women. His co-accused, James Oler, five some just teenagers when they said their vows. The government seemed unable or unwilling to prosecute, citing a lack of clarity over the laws surrounding polygamy. It meant the community of Bountiful kept on growing. Finally, a constitutional reference case at the B.C. Supreme Court determined polygamy did not violate the FLDS leader's freedom of religion.
7: No right in our constitution is absolute. They're subject to limitations. And here, the polygamy section of the criminal code, which has been there for many, many, many decades, is still valid. And it's there
0: to prevent an exploitation of women, to exploitation of children.
11: Blackmore faces five years in prison for the charges. But Justice Sherry Andonegan declined to enter a conviction at this point. Blackmore's lawyer intends to appeal this decision.
10: 27 years ago, um adultery was a criminal act 27 years ago when this started with us same-sex marriage was criminal those people all successfully launched a constitutional challenge on the basic right to freely associate with whoever you choose
11: according to blackmore's defense team there are issues with the evidence crown submitted and that will form the basis of the first appeal process both james oler and winston blackmore will be free on bail Aaron MacArthur, Global News.
1: Well, if you ever get lost, this will help you get found. The new search and rescue plane that'll soon be soaring over BC. And Canadians abroad,
0: the unusual rules that can sometimes get you in big trouble when you travel. Coming up.
1: Canadian dollar trading above 80 cents at one point today for the first time in two years. Last month's hike in interest rates, the first increase in seven years, a boost of confidence in the Canadian dollar. It closed at 79.97 cents U.S. today, a seven-cent rise in a little more than two months. If you're traveling abroad, that means your dollar goes further. But on the flip side, the higher dollar squeezes Canadian manufacturers, making their products more expensive.
0: Well, travel is expensive, but we like to do it anyway. From being arrested to getting hit with a large fine, punishment can be painful if you don't know the rules when traveling abroad.
1: Our consumer reporter Andrew is here with some local knowledge that will help you get out of trouble when you're traveling. Yeah,
13: trying to keep you out of trouble, at least. <laughs> Thanks to you, It won't too. always work.
1: <laughs> well, traveling can
13: be exciting, but if you don't know the local laws of the country you are visiting, it can ruin the experience. Rules vary from country to country, so we think thought we'd go over some strange laws that you should be aware of. If you are heading to Italy, specifically Venice, don't feed the pigeons. The city is banned bird feeding and you will be fined if you do. Although the birds are friendly and it makes for a great picture, they are known to damage the statues. If you are traveling to India... Know that betting or gambling is illegal. That includes an innocent game of blackjack or poker between friends. Failure to do so could cost you a hefty fine or up to three months in jail. Leave the gum at home if traveling to Singapore. Chewing gum has been illegal there since 1992 because of the damage it caused to public transit. And don't even think of selling it either. You could face a hefty fine or jail time. If you are using Airbnb in cities like New York, Santa Monica, or Paris, be cautious. Airbnb hosts need to have permits to rent out their properties. This means there is generally low availability or none at all. If you rent an unauthorized property and are caught, you could face a fine by the city. Visiting Barbados? Keep the camouflage clothing at home. Only members of the military are permitted to wear camouflage. The ban was enacted in the 1980s to prevent gang members from impersonating soldiers and robbing people. And remember, public displays of affection are an absolute no-no in the United Arab Emirates. The nation has strict public decency laws. Kissing in public or even touching your significant other can put you behind bars along with a stiff fine. And if you have a consumer issue for me, you can reach me through my email. There's my address at consumermatters@globalnews.ca.
1: Good advice. Thank you, Anne. Well, some of our country's new search and rescue air power will be based in B.C., Canada spending $2.4 billion on 16 fixed-wing search and rescue aircraft.
0: The planes will replace the aging Hercules and Buffalo fleets. Ted Field explains how soon they'll be ready to soar to the rescue.
5: In the future, if you go missing deep in the B.C. backcountry, this is what might be sent out to find you. It's the C-295W search and rescue aircraft. As you are probably aware, we've been flying the Buffalo for 50 years this year. So it's nice to see something new on the ramp. For half a century, search and rescue crews have been flying the Buffalo aircraft. Looking for missing planes and people, but the technology is a far cry from what's coming. It's trying to take the, a bit of the search out of search and rescue. So it's a sensor package that we all have infrared, we'll have a very sophisticated radar, we'll have sophisticated cameras on board. So right now we're, we're trusting our eyes to do the searching. This one will have both our eyes as well as
14: technology behind us.
5: The federal government is buying 16 of the new planes and they are not cheap, cost 2.4 billion dollars.
14: It is uh, one of the highest maneuverable aircraft uh, in this segment. Uh, And this is one of the reasons why the Canadian Air Force finally selected the C295, because of this excellent maneuverability at low speeds.
5: The first will not be delivered until 2019. Similar planes are being flown by the Brazilian Air Force and one was brought to Comox for a look. The advanced search technology is welcome, but if it comes down to old fashioned looking outside for a missing person, the new planes will have much better windows. Ted Field, Global News.
0: I'm sure they're excited to park Mm -hmm. those on the tarmac in a couple of years. All right, still to come a drunk driving crash plays out live on social media. The young woman at the wheel streaming when the unthinkable happens.
1: And punches in the parking lot caught on camera. What had drivers so upset? A massive storm cell captured on camera as it hit China. The rain and cloud cover creating an ominous visual spectacle. The storm, detected on radar, can be seen rolling over land before pounding urban areas.
0: Well, Donald Trump's normally silent son-in-law spoke out today about his role in a meeting with some Russians.
1: Jared Kushner flatly stating there was no collusion. But the answers he gave the Senate Intelligence Committee didn't stop the flood of
9: questions. Usually under the radar, Jared Kushner now under a harsh spotlight. I have been fully transparent in providing all requested information. Trying to put to rest any question about possible collusion with Russian officials during the election. Let
10: me be very clear. I did not collude with Russia, nor do I know of anyone else in the campaign who did so. I had no improper contacts. I have not relied on Russian funds for my businesses.
9: The brief we'll scripted statement in attempt buffer. to stay on message after a nearly 2-hour closed-door session on Capitol Hill with Senate Intelligence Committee investigators. We
5: can you answer all the questions
10: sir?
7: As many as they have.
9: Kushner denied trying to set up a secret back channel with the Kremlin and detailed four meetings with Russians, including that one with Donald Trump Jr. and a Kremlin-linked lawyer with promises of dirt about Hillary Clinton. In his prepared remarks, Kushner said he didn't know the focus of the meeting despite receiving an email with the subject line, Russia Clinton private and confidential. Kushner said he arrived 10 minutes late, found the Russian attorney discussing adoptions and determined it was a waste of our time, even emailing his assistant. Can you please call me on my cell? Need excuse to get out of meeting? Another issue, Kushner's April 2016 meeting with Russian ambassador Sergei Kislyak. Kushner says the encounter was so brief that after the election, he had to ask, what is the name of the Russian ambassador? But those answers raising even more questions
8: if he has nothing to hide if he's published an 11 page testimony he surely will be prepared to testify publicly and i think congress will want him to do that
9: kushner saying bottom line his father-in-law won and swear. donald trump had a
10: better message and ran a smarter campaign and that is why he won suggesting otherwise ridicules those who voted
7: for him.
9: President Trump offering up a distraction to all of it, tweeting, so why aren't the committees and investigators and, of course, our beleaguered AG looking into crooked Hillary's crimes and Russia relations? Tonight, a graphic example
1: of the dangers of suspected drunk driving and distracted driving all at the same time. A young woman now facing charges after a crash that killed her sister as she was live streaming the whole thing on Instagram. A warning, this story may be disturbing to some viewers.
10: The video was
1: streaming on Instagram
10: Live. An 18-year-old suspected drunk driver posting in real time with two 14-year-olds in the car when she loses control. The driver, Odulia Sanchez, continued to broadcast live. Both passengers, who were not wearing seat belts were ejected.
4: This is the last thing I wanted to happen to us, but it just did.
10: Sanchez reaching her younger sister, Jacqueline, who died in the crash.
9: Hey, everybody, if I go to jail for life, you already know
4: why. My sister is dying.
5: It's a tragedy all the way around,
10: and...
6: Um You know, hopefully we never have to see this again.
10: Sanchez now faces vehicular manslaughter and DUI charges. Instagram saying, we are deeply saddened by this tragedy. We urge people to use our reporting tools if they see any content or behavior that puts anyone's safety at risk. Instagram, like most social media providers, does allow users to report questionable content. Here, with just a few touches, you can report video as spam or inappropriate. In theory, notifying editors, there's a problem.
9: Instagram is not at all legally responsible for the content of anything that's on its site. But they are morally responsible in some ways for what users do because they have given people the ability to stream anything live.
10: For the Sanchez family, any warning now comes too late.
9: Jacqueline, please wake up!
10: A horrific tragedy that played out live for all to see. Miguel Almaguer, NBC News, Los Angeles.
0: In health news tonight, new research reveals weekly Tai Chi may help prevent falls. Researchers in Spain analyzed the effects of the ancient Chinese exercise on the elderly and found that just one hour of Tai Chi a week may reduce falls by nearly half. The benefits were noticed after about six months of practice.
1: Still to come, no patience at No Frills. Drivers get into an angry scrap at the grocery store.
0: And flash flooding in Arizona leads to a dramatic rescue caught on camera coming up on the news hour. You're watching, you're watching Global News Hour at 6. Floodwaters trapped a driver in Arizona. How rescuers kept the woman at the wheel calm as her car got sucked under. That's coming up right after the forecast
1: check our forecast with meteorologist Christy Gordon not water but of course more dry weather that's uh, the concern here Christy
14: That's right so hot dry weather expected for the southern interior caribou region for the next couple of days there is one little blip which I will talk to you about and show you the chance of rain moving in but first this is the scene out there right now a beautiful monday boys it windy though you saw the winds yesterday especially down by the water and we saw those again today a northwest wind 20 to 30 kilometers an hour, and those aren't gusts. Those are the sustained winds. And we also saw strong winds in the southern interior yesterday up to 60 kilometers an hour. Revelstoke reported 96 kilometer an hour gusts yesterday. That has settled down now today, but it has allowed for the smoke to be cleared. This is our satellite imagery from NASA. You can go to our website at globalnews.ca slash BC, and we actually, in our top story, have a link to this because it's a really cool interactive map map that I wanted to show you. It shows the actual scars of the fires, and you can zoom around and move into the various locations and see where the fires have burned. It's really cool. You have to check it out. Uh, I know there's a lot of cloud cover over the Williams Lake area, so it's hard to see for today, but that cloud cover should be gone tomorrow. So if you want to check back in tomorrow, you should be able to see even the Williams Lake area as well. The winds also have cleared out uh, the smoke and allowed for the air quality advisories to be um, reduced significantly. So just four areas incorporated the uh, caribou chilcotin north thompson and 100 mile house and we expect this to be uh, similar again tomorrow what we're watching now so we talked about the hot dry weather that we're expecting for next two days then we're watching this system it is going to track into the northern part of the province on wednesday and it's going to be similar to what we've seen in the past where it moves into areas north of prince george and brings just a chance of showers for areas south of that so that's what we're tracking again We're expecting it on Wednesday. So this is your tomorrow. Hot and dry. Still some showers in through Sandspit and a slight risk of a thunderstorm over towards Fort St. John. But otherwise, look at these conditions. Terrible. But at least we're not expecting the winds. Uh, We'll see some winds up to maybe 20 kilometers an hour tomorrow and that should be about it. South coast, another hot one. 28 degrees away from the water tomorrow. Happy birthday to... Oh, I wanted to show your five-day forecast. Not much of a change. A little cooler on Thursday. Happy birthday to Margaret Apollo She turned 101. And happy anniversary to Violet and Steve Horvath, t- uh, celebrating 70 years today. And here's a very cool weather window from Denise. This is Snoopy on her SUP paddleboard in Kelowna. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Definitely
0: standing up. It's easier on four paws than on yeah.
1: four <laughs> paws. very relaxed. Yeah.
0: Well, now back to that dramatic rescue. Caught on video in Arizona this morning. Firefighters in Mesa treading carefully to reach a driver trapped in her car by raging floodwaters
1: the team outfitted the young woman with a helmet before plucking her out of the submerged vehicle and walking her to safety prior to reaching her rescuers talked to her on her cell phone telling her she had to stay put until they got there she was obviously scared but she wasn't hurt heavy rain in the already saturated apache junction area led to flooding and several road closures.
0: And yeah, amazing stuff. Good work by those rescuers. And now some unbelievable video surfacing of a very un Canadian scene in Ontario this past weekend.
1: This flying in front of a no-frills grocery store in Scarborough. The violence broke out after two people had their eye on one parking spot. The melee began with an argument and then quickly escalated into an all-out road rage brawl until witnesses stepped in to help break it up. It's hard to tell who was <laughs> really involved peop- the actual... People are I'm fighting
6: over a the no-frills
1: parking, parking
6: lot. It's parking spot. Me to
14: see that type of thing,
6: it's terrible.
14: Yeah, it's
6: terrible.
0: So we hope that by showing things like that, you'll take a few deep breaths next time you're at right. the parking lot or on the road anywhere. Just relax.
14: Just Serenity. squeeze the steering wheel or something mm-hmm. instead.
0: Yes. Easy easy for me to say coming off vacation.
14: Uh, <laughs> yes. It's
6: nice Welcome
0: to see back. you guys all, again. all yeah, nice again.
1: Oh yes, everybody's back. I know, and, oh, yeah. and we're color coordinated. Ish, yeah. That's true. That's right. Nice. What you got for us?
6: Well, um, actually, the winner of that fight gets Conor McGregor. Um, (laughs) (laughs) A local rugby star. Oh, this is for you. Mm -hmm. Could soar with the Eagles. Adam Zaruba goes from scoring tries to scoring an NFL contract. And why these beavers
0: needed a good shampoo after swimming into some big trouble. Do so. Seems a tad early to be talking about hockey, but there's always
6: well, goings on in the offseason. Canada, man, it's 365. That's right. 24 7, 365. And the Canucks have not signed Bo Horvat to a new contract, not yet. But they did get a signature from Reed Boucher. He gets a one year deal, and we're going to be precise. He'll make $687,500 this season. Scored five goals in 27 games. One thing about Boucher, it's not likely he's going to score a ton, but the one thing about this guy, He's not afraid to shoot the puck. Uh, North Vancouver's Adam Zaruba is one of Canada's best Rugby 7 players. And he won't be easily replaced, but they're going to have to replace him because he's been given a chance to play for the Philadelphia Eagles of the NFL. He had a tryout with them on the weekend, and he impressed the coaching staff. So today he signed a three-year contract with the Eagles as a tight end, and their training camp has just started. Now, he did play football at Carson-Graham but eventually ended up with Canada's national rugby team, where he was a star winger on our seventh side. Has speed, has hands, 6'5", 265. During this year's Rugby sevens Tournament at BC Place, he was literally carrying guys into the end zone for tries. I want to give a big shout-out. I know we've used this before, bclions.com, because they take us into the locker room after Lions games. They show us things that even the media can't see. And this past weekend, when the Lions beat Winnipeg, Making that comeback in the fourth quarter, Wally Buono was obviously happy. His guys did a Jordan Spieth and won it after they looked like they had blown it. But his post-game praise came with a warning as well. Watch.
2: Like I said, guys, it's a 60-minute game, right? Nobody says that you're beat at 58 or 52 or 47. Like I said, man, but let's not go through that. No, no, seriously, guys, seriously. Hey, guys, I know it's funny, but it's not funny, guys. Hey, we're too good to let that happen. Right. Okay, we're way too good guys but stay out of the garbage okay we're not a mouthy team mouth you know, play with your pads not with your mouth okay that that killed us you know why that killed us because it gave them the momentum okay and it took us almost the whole game to get it back
6: it said Saturday there but I actually meant Friday right. before we talk about the white caps let's go back to the CFL for a moment because tonight in uh, Toronto Doug Flutie in the 1997 Grey Cup Championship team was honoured. Unfortunately, it's still family and friends in the crowd in Teal. Just not drawing a lot of fans. The Argos are these days. but They get a touchdown here. And they are leading 17-9 in the third quarter. The Whitecaps have not won three games in a row this season. And quite frankly, they missed a big chance to do it yesterday at home to Portland. Vancouver is still in a playoff spot, but... Had they won that game, they would have moved up in the West standings in the fourth place, rather than six, which is where they are right now. And all three of their upcoming games are on the road. The other disturbing thing about yesterday's loss was the defensive lapses, which really can happen anywhere, but especially on this upcoming road trip.
14: I'm disappointed defensively all around for the two goals, because I think they are very avoidable. Um, so we'll go back to the drawing board, we'll rest up, and we'll go back, because we know we've got three difficult away games in a row now. Um, But we need to make up on an away game for dropping points here at home.
6: All right, Blue Jays tonight. They're getting the fans, the Argos aren't. Uh, Taking on the Oakland A's. Russell Martin with a solo shot. That makes it 1-1 in the first inning. Jays have a good fourth here coming up. Load the bases. Ezekiel Carrera scores Josh Donaldson. So now it's 2-1. Then Ryan Goins gets to the plate. He keeps it going, if you like. Another run scores. 4-2 in the eighth inning. Jays over A's. At the World Swimming and Diving Championships today, Canada's Kylie Mass nearly set a world record in winning her semifinal heat in the 100-meter backstroke. She is the favorite for gold tomorrow. Kiara Smith of Kelowna will also be in that final. Penny Alexiak who was huge in the last Olympics, fourth today in the 100 meter butterfly final. Now over the span of time, humans have raced and ran with animals, usually though we were running away from them. Last night, the greatest swimmer of all time, Michael Phelps, raced against the great white shark side by side for 100 meters, but to the consternation of many, this shark was about as real as a Ryan Lochte robbery story. It's a CGI shark against Michael Phelps. Mind you, did anybody really think he was going to swim alongside a great white? 100 meters, the shark, the fake white shark, did it in 36.1 seconds. Phelps checked in at 38.1, but the good news is when the race was all over, Phelps wasn't the shark's dinner. And if it had been real, he might very well have been. So after this, a lot of people were angry. After this, people said, you know what? Next year, they should have a hot dog eating contest between a great white shark and hot dog king, Joey Chestnut. Maybe that's a better idea. Ten minutes to see who can eat the most hot dogs. We did a simulation, and this is what we came up with. If this happened, Joey Chestnut would lose, oh, by quite a bit. We (laughs) predict in ten minutes, Joey Chestnut would get 73 in the shark, 8,213.
0: Did we uh, run this by EA Sports? We have our own simulators. uh, You have your own simulator? Yeah.
6: In fact, I think we, we went too low on the shark. <laughs> you yeah. may have. You went too low, certainly.
1: Yes. You would have taken the hot dogs and Joy Chestnut. You would have taken everybody, mm-hmm. actually. hmm. Sharknado. All right. Thanks, Squire. Let's check in with Jada Durant now for a look ahead to Global News at 11. Jay? Thank
6: you. So if we were tracking a story on Vancouver Island where police and rescuers are searching for a missing 93 year old woman. Virginia Leong hasn't been seen since around 6.30 this morning. She went for a walk near the Gorge Waterway in Esquimalt. Leong was in town for a wedding and was supposed to return to Vancouver today. Searchers have been looking from the air, on the ground, and from the water. They're trying to find her and get her out of the heat. We'll have more on that story and the rest of the day's news tonight on Global News at 11.
1: All right. Thank you, Jay. When we come back,
0: a couple of oily beavers get a bath and a blowout. And I know how ridiculous that sounds.
7: (laughs) I do.
14: Stranger Things season two, and we have all the fallout from that Michael Phelps versus the fake shark race. That's coming up at seven, right after the news hour. But for now, it's back to you, Chris and Sophie.
0: All right, thanks very much, Cheryl. Okay, the video in this next story is adorable, but it comes with a serious message.
1: Three baby beavers recovering at a critter care in Langley after they swam through an oil slick. Linda Ailsworth reports. <coughs> He or she is a baby beaver who, along with two
12: siblings, was brought to the Critter Care Wildlife Society in Langley last week in an anything but adorable state. They were in a ditch by the side of like, a pretty busy road and they were covered in motor oil. And when we looked around, we actually found there was like a drum of motor oil dumped. First and most importantly, the toxic oil was washed off their fur. Easy enough. The harder job, determining how much they might have ingested before rescue. At this point, they seem all right. As for their parents... It's very unusual for beavers to abandon their young, so something probably happened to the parents and they are dead. It could have been they were in the motor oil for longer. It was here in Mission where the beaver kits were found. You can still see the oil. Hard for some to believe that such flagrant violations against nature still happen. But not for BC conservation officers who see it all the time
14: this wasn't staged, as purely a matter of chance. We pulled up here to do this interview, and it was sitting right there along with the used filter. There's no excuse for this kind of behaviour,
12: not with 150 facilities in this province approved to take waste oil. You can find them easy enough on the Recycling Council of BC's website. If doing the right thing isn't enough, how about this?
14: At minimum, it would be a violation ticket uh, at $575, but for a more serious example, so if you were depositing a couple litres of oil, uh, you'd probably be going to court.
12: If things had gone differently, they would have spent two years with their parents learning what it takes to be Canada's national animal. They're also very graceful exiting the pool. Don't fall. Instead, their foster parents will do the best they can. They'll be with us probably over winter, and then next spring they'll be released together as a family. Linda Aylesworth, Global News. (laughs) So cute.